0: All right, everybody, good afternoon, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, and uh, hard to believe, Wiz, but this is it, most leagues, uh, final week of the regular season in fantasy football, uh, an interesting time with six teams being off and uh, some major injuries to contend with. Uh yeah, six teams off uh, as you're trying to vie for playoff spots is not going to be easy. I think the good part about that was, is on, on, at least on the quarterback side, aside from Justin Fields, and I guess if you were starting Aaron Rodgers, there's not a lot of guys to contend with. But nonetheless, uh, it definitely depletes depth as you're going into this uh, final stretch of the regular season.
1: Yeah, well, it depends on uh, your situation. If you've, you know, been planning for uh, weeks 15, 16, and 17, or if you're in a situation where you really need to try and get a win here, uh, in in week fourteen, it makes for a, uh, an interesting uh, dilemma, if you will, with uh, you know injuries and, and a lot of teams off this week, and uh, some situations with very very cloudy uh, our projections on uh, on what's going to happen, especially with Seattle and the Jets, um, two teams with running back situations that uh, that are murky at best. So we'll uh, we'll see how it plays out. But we're going to uh, talk about. Uh, Maybe some of those players that are available in week 14.
0: Yeah, I actually, with the Jets whiz, I actually don't think it's as murky as maybe you do. I think it's kind of been, at least in the comments today, I feel it's a little bit more defined. I think Michael Carter is going to play a backseat to Bam Knight. Uh, that's the way I kind of view it. I think you'll see the, the kind of work. My personal view is the workload will look similar to what we saw early in the season between Hall and Carter, uh, but you know, Seattle is a more difficult one because you have multiple players with injuries on that side. Uh, speaking of injuries, uh, you know when you look at the quarterback position, uh, you know, I think the San Francisco 49ers right now arguably the best team aside from the Eagles and the NFC. Uh, you can make the argument that they're right there with the Eagles, especially in the defensive side of the ball. But second starting quarterback going down and Jimmy Garoppolo, who will be out, it looks like, the better part of the next couple of months. Uh, In comes Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, who I thought he held up relatively well uh, in in his first game day action. Um, And then a situation, obviously, in Baltimore, where the Ravens have not been playing particularly well, uh, but Lamar Jackson with a PCL strain, and uh, in comes Tyler Huntley, who who last year certainly showed as a starting quarterback, uh, could actually make a, a little bit of a difference, particularly with his legs.
1: Yeah, it makes an interesting situation. I mean, I think the Purdy one. I know people you know want to you know uh, jump on the bad wing and how, how well he played, and that's true. You know, he he did play well, and it was a game that was important to them, and there was pressure on him as well, and in, uh, in a competitive game. But I, I just um, you know you just have to realize and understand that as opposing teams start getting film and start concentrating on that quarterback that's gonna be playing. It could make for a a different situation, but uh, Tyler Huntley and and Brock Purdy are certainly um, two quarterbacks that you have to, in in this situation with so many teams on a bye week, um, have to consider for this upcoming week.
0: I think the other guy that kind of is interesting to me, I I know he had a little bit of an emotional display, and rightfully so, because Matt Patricia is a complete buffoon when it comes to uh, being a football coach, particularly on the offensive side of it, and I think – Shame on Bill Belichick for taking a Mac Jones backwards this year as well in and the way that New England offense has kind of worked out. But Matt Patricia has no business calling plays in the NFL. Uh, but Mac Jones will be going up against the Arizona Cardinals who have struggled against quarterbacks, generally speaking. I uh, Granted, it's going to be on on the road for Mac Jones, but he's a player that's available. And Mike White has put up pretty decent numbers in his first two starts, a little bit different situation, obviously going into Buffalo, uh, but nonetheless uh, has played very well in his first two weeks as a starter was.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I agree with all of that. I think, I think Hundley gives you the most interesting dynamic because of his uh, ability to run and get rushing yards and, and maybe even a rushing touchdown, um as well so he, he's he's the one that's interesting i'm not sure how how many weeks he's gonna play if someone said that how long he's gonna play i would certainly say that there's a good high likelihood that he plays this week and next week but um it's difficult to tell <clears throat> with these uh type of injuries and uh you're not quite sure so yeah all of those guys mentioned and uh i think all of those ha- guys have to be considered you know especially if you're a uh, a desperate situation going into Week 14.
0: All right, how about it, running back, Wiz?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure Donovan Knight has been rostered, but you know he he's looked strong um, going up against Buffalo. I'm interested to see. I'm not quite sure about the workload aspect, as you are, where you kind of think it's going to be like Brees Hall and Carter and Zonovan Knight just going to take over the role of Brees Hall. I'm not quite sure about that one. I think Michael Carter is a very good player who didn't do anything wrong before he got hurt. So I'll have to see that one. Ty Johnson involved in the passing game as well. But certainly like if Donovan Knight is available, he has to be considered <clears throat> Jordan Mason. I think, you know, you're never quite sure how it's going to look until the team step on the field. But Jordan Mason looked like... He's just clearly the second guy behind McCaffrey. So if that wasn't decided in your league and he's available, <clears throat> he's someone to, to look at and uh, take your guess for the Seahawks situation, DJ Dallas, Tony Jones, Homer. I mean, you know, I'm not quite sure what it's going to look like. Maybe you have a different view or some uh, clarity on that, but, um, uh, Those are the kind of main guys I'm looking at as running back this
0: week. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure at Seattle because the other two, you know, you mentioned Homer and and Dallas. Dallas got hurt in this game as well. I I don't think Walker's going to play. We've talked about Pete Carroll in terms of communicating about injuries before. Um, Tony Jones uh, last year with the Saints and uh, this year now with Seattle. So I don't know what to do with that situation. I own Walker in two leagues, and it's not clear to me right now. I'm going to wait for some more information after practice today to see if we get some. I would say this. Cam Akers had a particularly good game this past week. Karen Williams was beginning to take over the workload, but this past week it was definitely Cam Akers who was much more involved. He's still available in basically half the leagues out there, so I thought worth noting. You mentioned Mason as a handcuff to McCaffrey. Uh, and to me, was it became pretty clear uh, as he's bounced back from an injury, is that uh, Joshua Kelly uh, from the Los Angeles Chargers seems to be the guy that's taking over. You know, in terms of if something would happen to Eckler, you would see him getting the bulk. No, I don't want to say bulk, but he would probably lead the backfield in, in, in touches uh, if something would have happened to Eckler.
1: Yeah, Eckler had a crucial fumble, and they benched him for about two or three series in a row, and it was all. Kelly, he got all the carries. The only two guys that stepped on the field as running back for the Chargers last week was um, Austin Eckler and, and, um, and Joshua Kelly. So I agree with that analysis. And uh, if you're in a situation where you need to grab the handcuff to Eckler, that's the guy I get. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, it's it's one of these situations where you could say that About anything. I mean, is is Joshua Kelly more valuable than uh, Jordan Mason? You know, I think it's just personal preference at that point. But clearly, if you're in a situation and you could get a handcuff and uh, your choice is either Spiller or Kelly at this point, um, it's clear that it's Joshua Kelly.
0: Yeah, and uh, moving to receiver was it's it's a little bit more of a bare cupboard at receiver right now. I, I find like the options n- not to be significant out there. DJ Shark had a big game. Looks like he's getting a little healthier. Uh, that's one player I'd be looking at. Uh, I'd say at this point in time, we have to consider that. I don't know if we're going to see Brandon Cooks uh, again this year. I'm not really certain what's going on there. It's been in disarray really since the trade deadline. Nico Collins has really taken over in terms of uh, targets. uh, And you can add, uh, we'll talk about tight ends in a second, but you can add the tight end position in Houston as where where the action is actually taking place right now. Um, Shahid is a player we've mentioned. Rashid Shahid uh, for New Orleans. Uh, he's off this week, but, you know, again, he's made a couple of big plays. He did so in this past week's game. Elijah Moore had a quiet one this week. I don't know if they're going to start to get him more involved. And the only other guy I'd mention, Wiz, is because of everything that's going on in Denver right now. Not that it's a potent passing attack, but uh, it looks like Sutton's going to be out. So Kendall Hinton has some uh, interest there. And Demarcus Robinson looks like the most dependable wide receiver, and he still has relatively low ownership for the Baltimore Ravens, Wiz.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I don't know about that Raven passing game. I just, I don't know. It's, you know, you're even starting to get concerned about Mark Andrews a little bit at this point. But, yeah, I would agree. I mean, if you're going to go searching and you're looking at the Ravens, there's not much there. So, Robinson is as good as any. Um, A point of that is just so hot and cold that I I know people that – I get texts from every single week, and they just are so baffled because they have the player, and they're never quite sure to start him or when to start him, Isaiah McKenzie, and I think he's available in a lot of leagues, and you're just never quite sure what the usage is going to be. I don't have the player in any league, so I haven't had that uh, aggravation, but I just know he's um, been kind of difficult to figure out what to do with during the year.
0: Uh, I had him in one league. I cut him. I, I was too frustrated by that early in the season, so I didn't want to deal with it. I moved on from it. But uh, your point's well taken in terms of uh, in terms of baffling usage.
1: Yeah, and then uh, you know, moving on to tight end, I think you have again. To me, tight end all year has been one of the most interesting positions. Um, Daniel Bellinger made a return, and he, I think, is very much part of that offense. You want to kind of have Kate Otten if you're going to know that Cameron bait. But, uh, Chig, uh, um, on the, on the Titans is an interesting guy. Marilyn Turp, um, big physical fast receiver who's been involved the last couple of weeks. Traylon Burks banged up. I think, um, Okoanwo is one of these guys that, <laughs> if you're if you have to gamble a little bit, you could do worse than taking a shot on him.
0: Yeah, very athletic. Uh, last week, five targets. Actually, the last two weeks, each five targets, and, and he seems to get down the field a little bit because uh, he does have that speed. And, and you mentioned Burke's getting uh, taking a brutal hit this past week, so uh, a player that you might see in there where where the Titans are going two tight ends a little bit more. I, I think Dulcich is also inv- is not owned in enough leagues with. I saw something around 40%, 45% ownership. And given now that Sutton's out of the mix, uh, Dulcich, is, to me, uh, Greg Dulcich, the rookie uh, from US, UCLA on uh, the Denver Broncos, again, I understand the passing attack is not that strong, but uh, you know it's a player that's been very involved in their offense.
1: Yeah, so no, no question about it. I mean, I didn't mention him because I just felt like due to the wide receiver injuries, I I would just figure that he was uh, rostered in more than 50% of leagues. But, uh, given that stat, um, you know, I think he's certainly, uh, at the very, very top of the list, uh, amongst a few tight ends that you really feel maybe you could start with somewhat confidence, especially, uh,
0: going into week 14. Yeah, and I mentioned mentioned the Texans, but if Brandon Cooks is not out there, there's limited options in this passing attack. And three weeks in a row, Jordan Aikens has had above six targets in in each of the games. So, uh, you know, again, I I know you're flirting with uh, a team that just, and actually it looks like they're going back to Davis Mills this week, but that team's a hot mess, the Houston Texans I'm speaking about. Um, So I I understand not being able to trust in that offense, but know that they're going to probably be playing from behind.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, all hands on deck. Week 14, bye weeks, injuries, your desperation plays, you need to do something. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I think, um, I think, the, you know, those guys, if you feel like, um, the Texans are going to be trailing and there's a high likelihood. There are 16 point on the dog in this game against the Cowboys. Um, he may get a fair amount of targets in the game. So uh, all, all depends on what your situation is with your roster and what your situation is with your record, whether or how desperate you are to uh, take a stab at some player in week 14.
0: Wait, one, one player I do want to talk about this week. Uh, speaking of the Houston Texans it, it is Deshaun Watson. And, uh, You know, I know in some leagues uh, where people own Deshaun Watson, they're waiting for him to come back. And we talked about this, 18 months of inactivity as a football player. Uh, He threw a number of puzzling uh, passes. The Cleveland Browns weren't even able to muster an offensive touchdown because the special teams and the defense took care of that. Uh, I'm curious for those people that, and I would you know, there are two players that we talked about a little bit over the last few weeks on this podcast. And one was Watson about rostering The other was Odell Beckham jr. Who looks like he's not going to be playing football until at least the playoffs start. But are you going to be able to trust after what you saw in Deshaun Watson in his first game back, uh, might be very challenging to trust that player, you know, even, even into the playoffs, uh, with a few more weeks under his belt.
1: Yeah, I think it's a fair point. Um, when you look at it, there's it, 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 a lie, right? It's, he hasn't played football in so long he hasn't been hit in so long he hasn't worked in a a game situation with his receivers his offensive line and his receivers are used to a cadence of Jacoby Brissett for most of the year there are a lot of things to to take in, you know that that go into uh, you know a game just imagine you know so many weeks of the season and all of a sudden having a new quarterback who hasn't played and has to familiarize himself with uh, them and they have to familiarize themselves with him, uh and and the competition is going to get steeper. I mean, um Hendrickson of the of the of the Bengals is not really gonna care what uh you know, how long Deshaun Watson is. He's gonna look out there to punish him and uh I think uh, this is going to be kind of challenging for Deshaun Watson. The one thing I think that you may see him do this week, which he really didn't do last week, I think he's going to run a little bit more. And I think, uh, when I know we're not talking about our betting show yet, but uh, I'm going to look at the Deshaun Watson rushing props for this one because I think with the fact that the defensive line, the way they rush the passer, and the fact that he doesn't have as much confidence in throwing the ball, I think you may see Deshaun Watson take off and use his legs a little bit more in this week's game.
0: Okay, yeah, that, uh, that that definitely makes a lot of sense uh, in terms of uh, what you could see from Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson. Always difficult coming back from being inactive as long as he was. So, all right, Wiz, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, and we're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we'll come back with a little bit more action for the Thursday night game, and then uh, obviously we have... Uh, More to talk about uh, for the weekend action, Liz. So we'll talk later in the week. All the best. And uh, we wish everybody out there a very good evening as well. You got it.